in the darkest corners of the podcast dungeon, you have come across another goddamn horror podcast. With Graham Faye, Jonas Barnes, and Ryan. Welcome, everybody, to another goddamn horror podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Ryan Danley, coming from um, a beautifully sunny, warm, kind of nice. I know. (laughs) Fucking fucking Portland, Oregon. Fucking sun shining, blue skies all day long. A little cold, a little cold, but like kind of like a nice cold. You know what I mean? And uh, like, you know, uh, it's actually been a pretty mild year in general, but. um, I was pissy about it a couple of weeks ago, but, um, but, in, you know, but it's pretty nice right now. Um, you know, and I could go on about this further, but I, I but I just want to, at the beginning of this episode, I want to, and I'm surprising everybody this. I'm going to give a big shout out. All right. You guys ready for this? You ready for this, Jonas? I'm ready for it. Okay. You ready, Graham? No. Okay. But I don't think uh, that matters. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm giving a big shout out to kid fucking rock for, the, for his we are the people song because so okay listen, i have a, a, this kid rock joke my one of my best bits is a kid rock joke it's and, good. and it's like one of the you can go on youtube and you can find it. i'm not gonna go through it right now and like usually bits age poorly particularly <laughs> things that poke fun at pop culture phenomenons you know what i mean but like Kid Rock is now leaning into my bit. He is so, like, he, like, I don't know, like, how you, like, you turn a boomer meme into a music project. It's like, it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's absolutely. Um, so I'm going to give a big shout out to uh, Kid Rock. I know you're listening. If you want to, if you want to get on the program and we can uh, talk about, you know, whatever it is you talk about and you're with your, with your fucking weird, weird fucking life of uh, phoniness. Um, um, please come on. Um, I'll, and I'll tell you the joke, but it's a, uh, um, so yo, yay, yay, kid rock in the middle of his new song. He screams, fuck Fauci, just like randomly, like, I don't know. Fuck that guy. That guy science. Helps, fuck science. And that guy like helps stop AIDS and shit. Um, you know what I mean? Like, um, like, like beyond even the, like now that guy, like, like, like go look at Fauci. He's been putting in work. Yeah. That dude has been putting in work for like the betterment of humankind much longer than like, than like Like, you can, you can just much longer than kid rock has. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He also announced that he's uh, quitting touring, I think, which yay, I guess. I mean, there's a positive. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that is that is a very positive. He said idea. he's getting too old. Ozzy's out here fucking touring, right? Like, like, like he's getting too old. Like, like that's what he said, dude. Like, you were a moron back in. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, there's no age. The fucking the pork pie hat and the fur look good. You know what I mean? Like, there was like, anyways. Um, how's the weather in uh, How's the weather in Brooklyn, Jonas? Uh, you know what? Honestly, it's uh, today was pretty clear. It was a little windy, but it was like it started off okay, and then it got really fucking cold really quick. Um, we're getting ready for a nor'easter that's coming in in Saturday, so it could be like our first our first real blizzard of the year. Um, so I think the I think the weather's just priming us for that because it got real windy and real cold 
um, over the afternoon. But it's clear. It's nice right now. I mean, it's chilly out, but it's nice. So, When is that nor'easter supposed to hit? Saturday? Yeah, it's supposed to hit Saturday, and it's supposed to be all day Saturday. And if it actually does hit us the way they think it is, we could get up to two feet of snow in one day. This, it's not going to fuck with us on Friday, right? Not that we're aware of. <laughs> Joe, I know, like, you got your show. Weather. <laughs> right. I mean, fuck, dude, um, we talk about the weather every day. I'm an expert. I told you that's guys. True, that's true. We're all, we're all uh, experts. Yeah, no, I got my show. How do we feel? Yeah, I think, how, I think you're going to be safe. How do we feel about the tor- term nor'easter? Like it feels like it's like uh, it's just. Like I don't like weird, it actually. It's like, <laughs> like yeah, I just like it sounds like you have to have like an eye patch or at least like a fucking like like the old boat man come in and be like, oh nor'easter coming, right? You know what I mean? Like it just like it's I don't know. It's just a weird fucking word. Like what is it it's from? A weird like, thing I, to have it, a gripe about. I'm fucking pi- I'm pissed about it. <laughs> fucking pissed about it. Ryan's mad about a lot of things. <laughs> you're very you're very Grandpa Simpson today. What? <laughs> hey, what? I know what he's not <laughs> mad about. Watch this. Our guest today. <laughs> See that? <laughs> like that was a fucking like segue. Less. That, was Absolutely like that. That, was, that was an amazing <laughs> segue. Well, um, today we have uh, Joan Gacklin, comedian and co-host of True Crime. No, yeah. True Crime Rhyme Time. That's it. I got it. Right? No. <laughs> True Crime Review Time. Yeah. I've had rhyme on my head. In mind all day because of that. The, the name itself does rhyme, and it is yes. <laughs> difficult. True crime review time. I'm dear. sorry, I apologize. That was awful. Okay. What a fucking garbage podcast host I am. <laughs> uh, I, I thank you so think, much for. Being. I actually think true crime rhyme time sounds like a fucking dope podcast. Yeah, now, <laughs> I, now I have a lot of regrets. Honestly, I, we could be the first. <laughs> We can be the first true crime podcast that happens entirely in iambic pentameter. Like, right. that's <laughs> like, like that would be really stepping up the game. Um, thanks for having me, you guys. Uh, my yeah. last name, up on a Monday. I'm sorry. My last name is pronounced Glacken. So I'll just start my time on this podcast with the opener that I use Jesus. at every comedy show, which is just that you don't need to know my last name. It's totally fine. Because I'm the only Joan under the age of 73 in the contiguous United States. So I'm very <laughs> easy to find <laughs> on social media or anything else. So it's Glacken, but just Joan <sighs> is all you need. I, sh- I apologize. What a- <laughs> You're so good. You're all good. <laughs> I also am based in Brooklyn and I'm learning in real time about this nor'easter i knew nothing <laughs> <about>. <laughs> yeah, i'm getting my weather from this podcast yes Thank you for that that's all we wanted Listen, <laughs> what a fucking start we have i am ruining people's day with this nor'easter news and grab i'm like, screwing up, 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 up interest <laughs> i think we're up to right. a good start yeah it's good um, it can only go up from here guys <laughs> well can you tell us about your podcast i've listened to a couple episodes i love it but can you give our listeners a gist of it? So true crime review time is the podcast that I host with my friend, Alex Shannon. And uh, we review true crime documentaries because there's a lot of them uh, and of very varying caliber. (laughs) And uh, a lot of them are many parters and we wanted to know which ones were worth it. So we've decided to start a podcast where we now have to watch like 20 hours of television every week to tell you guys that it sucks and not to fucking watch it so 
Um, we review different true crime documentaries and we specifically look at like, is this just entirely propaganda? Is this like terrible to women? Is this entertaining at all? What's the actual like production and the entertainment value? So if you uh, are thinking about wanting to watch a true crime doc, don't know what to binge next, head on over to our podcast and we'll tell you what to watch. I, I, you awesome. know, I, I really and I really like it. I'm a big true, true crime fan um, um, doing committing them Rats. and watching them but there are really bad uh, like I think particularly like in the in the you know like I listen to a lot of uh, different podcasts of a uh, uh, last podcast on the left and we're mm-hmm. a big fan of those guys because they yeah. dig in so they, they dig in so deep and yeah the I research feel, is incredible yeah and I feel like at, when I leave there like I have like a better understanding of like the world through the eyes of like of this particular thing and I really enjoy that like with like you know like, like the Billy the Kid series they did or Columbine or anything like that mm-hmm. I think or, or even um, the uh, uh, the Donner Party uh, episodes were like really fantastic yeah that was crazy it's really it's really crazy and it also kind of like tells you about the world they're they're black they're black plague it's history episode. yeah, yeah the, the black plague things is full of like, history like could be taught in class um but then like then you like once you kind of get out of that like there is a lot of really bad like like that last like richard ramirez thing that they did on netflix like you talked about copaganda like they barely even talk about richard ramirez and they just talk about cops that was one of the first i think our first episode was we talked about that richard ramirez thing and um the the ripper of the yorkshire ripper mm-hmm. doc that came out because they came and came out at the same right. time and we were like here's a really good example of a good true crime doc and a terrible sure. one because yeah the richard ramirez doc is just cops being like yeah it took us a while but then we beat the shit out of this one guy and got a name yeah, exactly oh, that's yeah. that is <laughs> exactly like, what it says they like we arrested he the guy. Goes, and he was yeah, the- this guy had nothing to do with it, but I did police brutality him, and that was good for me. Yeah, he, he literally cops part of the pun to punch in the guy in the face to get the fucking information out of him. And yeah. it's like, and yeah. I'm like, uh, you know, and like we all like, oh, okay, uh, that's good because they caught him. Well, they caught him, but how many people did he have to punch in the face that didn't have the information? You know what I mean? Before that, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, well, and also like no context, no kind of like reflection about. That right, just like exactly. I punched him in the face, music crescendos, <laughs> rock and roll, <laughs> right. rock and roll police and, work. And he's so bizarre. proud of he's so proud of himself because he's like yeah, he's, he's like, I was punched. in the I was in the car and the guy was like wasn't gonna say anything. So I gave you know what I mean? You're like, oh dude, bro, like Yeah, is- it very much reads like a bunch of like older dudes sitting around in a bar, like reliving their glory days. <laughs> exactly. And then, what? like, in the, and then they're like, also, Richard Ramirez was there. Oh, yeah. The, there was also this whole part about, like, Richard Ramirez, who right. also punched, punched people in the face. Um, but um, among other things. Among other things. Uh, but the Yorkshire Ripper one's really good. And I think of the thing it's really you know, good. Um, and people don't know a lot about that case. And uh, if anybody of our listeners are, go dig around and read about it, because it is fucking upsetting. So it is, yeah. it is, it is really one of the roughest. Uh, um, 
And the cops on that case did a very bad job. Yeah. Yeah. They, they uh, I think, I think we just, um, you know, not to get too political here, um, but um, I just think that cops inherently often do bad jobs. And, uh, and like, and that's just kind of, you know what I mean? Like when it comes down to this stuff, like, especially with uh, like Peter Sutcliffe or, uh, or any of these murder or like Richard Ramirez, any of these murders where it's like random murders, they're like, um, I don't really know what to do here. You know what I mean? And so you when there's like, not a clear motive. Yeah. Yeah. When it's just like, I mean, like uh, a Yorkshire Ripper. I mean, that guy is, uh, you know, is, I think that they interviewed they, when it was all found out, Peter Sutcliffe, the Yorkshire Ripper, they like went back through the records and they, the police interviewed him like I, something like 10 times before he got stopped at a traffic stop. And that's right. actually how they like caught him. <laughs> right. They were like, no, it can't be this guy, even though he fits every. No, uh, you just didn't. <laughs> He just forgot to fix his tail light. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a that is a brilliant hook for a uh, for a podcast, though. Uh, nice work uh, reviewing yeah. reviewing because you get a little true crime and then you get a little like entertainment uh, news. So I think the reenactments and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, part uh, audio drama. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like when you used- certain documentaries, they can like the really really shitty ones can probably be like really fun to review just oh, because yeah. there's there's some that are terrible like just some that are really really bad well, even if they're not just yeah we had on just plain entertainment value as well because some are like not well made but they're really fun <laughs> <laughs> there's something i found out if you if you go on to tubi tubi is starting mm-hmm. starting to do tubi originals which are <laughs> like seriously the movies that they're doing that are to be originals are absolute dog shit and they're amazing but <laughs> the ones uh like they did a war of the world sequel but it has uh it has daniel baldwin as the president and oh, his wow. haircut look yeah his haircut looks like he just woke up off of a cocaine bender which is probably very true to life um but they are also doing true crime documentaries as to be as to be originals really and the yeah, they just started doing them probably, I want to say, like, two months ago. Um, and all of them have a production budget of, like, $5.85. So they're just, they're great. So they're they're fun to watch just for the Good shit. Good to know. There. We'll do a whole yeah. Tubi episode. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Binge them all. Uh, have you ever come across one that was, like, that just fucked you up so much you questioned starting the podcast? Well, from this <laughs> second, that we, yes, the answer is yes. The second that we started the podcast, we like put out like, you know, whatever uh, surveys on Instagram. And we're like, what do you guys want us to fucking watch and review? And everybody said the keepers. And we were like, oh, <laughs> we don't want to do this podcast anymore. Like, <laughs> and we had we had both seen the keepers. And I was like, oh, that week that I didn't get out of bed in 2018. Like, I don't need <laughs> another one of those <laughs> because that that uh I mean, yeah, it's obviously, it's not like a murdery true crime doc. It's definitely a true crime doc. Well, I guess it is because I murder the nun. But um, yeah, that is one of the darker, that one is just like, oh, the church is bad. Humans are bad. Lives are ruined. Everything is horrible. Right. Bad, sad feelings all the way through. It's also incredibly done. And like, if you haven't seen it, I do. Right. That's the one it, with the, like the, the older women that are like, that smooth yeah, the whole thing amazing. together yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's like these 80 year old web sleuths who like their teacher when they were 
in high school their teacher sister kathy who was like this hip cool young nun who like yeah they all told their secrets to and was this wonderful person from all accounts was like murdered and then it comes out that she was aware of and digging into this whole system and network of sexual abuse at the high school mostly done by the chaplain of the high school the priest of the high school um and it's them kind of like digging into and seeing what actually happened there and if that's why she was murdered so it's it's like these two very very old women and and, yeah. the, and, and like every anytime it gets really really bad they like cut back to these two because i think that they know that like we need them and then all they were a safe like, place yes yeah they were a safe place it's like this very sweet woman being like i'm the one who makes cookies and charms everybody and Gemma's the bulldog <laughs> like, they were amazing absolutely yes absolutely amazing so yeah that one is great but definitely you know that's funny because I don't watch. I think that might lightly. be like one of the last ones I watched, actually. Like my oh, wife really? and I like watched a ton of them. You know, it was like our favorite yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. We'd watch all the series. And then I think I hit that one. It was like, I think I'm and you're done like, I'm with good for a minute. I think I'm done. Yeah, I definitely took a break after that one the first time. Ever I since I've been watching hard. a lot of like sci-fi or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stuff that's, that's not real at all. <laughs> Uh, it's how I feel about you can leave behind. <laughs> the keepers is on the short list of things that I will refer my friends to if they if they ever want me to give them either a documentary or a movie that will quote unquote fuck their day up. Because like I have friends <laughs> yeah. that are like they're like I need a sad bomb. Like you got one that's like really gonna fuck me up, and I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like I'm like the keepers or dear Zachary. Those I are was the about two. to like, say. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Here's Zachary is the one that I just like won't talk about on the podcast. I rem- I I I think a friend similarly. I was I was like I just need to cry it out today, and he was like, "Watch your Zachary," and I'm like, yeah, "This yeah. is the way that I needed to cry." I told <laughs> that to my friend. Year old girl, <laughs> this isn't what I meant. I told that to my friend. I was like, "Do you want your night fucked up, or do you want your week fucked up?" Like, <laughs> <what's> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> an important distinction. Yeah. yeah. I feel that way about anything that's about the more murders. Have you have you seen the more mm-hmm. murder? Yeah, and that's that, just dark. There's just there's just something really terrible about couple murders. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just something like uh, who was the guy in Canada that killed all those uh, kid girls? That guy is really terrible too. But Picton? like, uh, which one? Robert Picton, the pig farmer guy. No, the guy who thought he was like a, a rapper and his, him and his, him and his, uh, Oh, the girl. Ken and Barbie killers. Yeah. The Ken and Barbie killers. Yeah. They, yeah, they they're they also, suck. there's all, there's just something extra like, well, they murdered her sister. Um, yeah, while, they're while was, very bad. Yeah. And like, and like, there's just something about the couple killer that fucking like, like, it's like one thing, like, like some random, like that's like, doesn't surprise me kind of, you know what I mean? Like, like cl- clearly, but like when you have like two people who are like you know, they get together and they're like yeah you know it sounds like a good idea let's kidnap like young girls and murder them I'm like oh, I, like what like yeah. like the, the, the that there's so much of that going on those paths can track cross like and I mean yes yeah, there's know. enough of that out there in the world that you two fucking found each other and are acting on it it doesn't exactly. give you a lot of hope for humanity right <laughs> <laughs> and I understand there's like there's like abuse and like and, and like gaslighting and brainwashing, you know, and all that stuff is is very prevalent and, and factual and, and all those sorts of mm-hmm. situations. Um, but it's uh, but it's still like a, there's just something really terrifying about it. Um, where did you place? Uh, did you guys do an episode um, on Don't Fuck with Cats? 
We haven't yet. It's on our list. Oh, we cool. have not yet. I All actually right. haven't watched that one yet, but my co-host and her roommate, who I'm also good friends with, have very different feelings about it and like mm. really had them strongly when it first came out. So I've like not watched it at that point so that I could have some space from their opinions, but we're going to do it this year. So I will get back to you on Don't Fuck With Cat. Okay. Nice. I'm interested in that. I actually, uh, I, I didn't watch the first episode on purpose. I think that's the one where they like show. Is that show. when they fuck with cats? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> they don't, but they the don't rest really, of it. They don't really show it. You know what I mean? I well, know. I've heard, but like, I and they I just show skipped a it. lot though. Yeah. I mean, they, they show a little too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even <laughs> the stuff I saw. They um, definitely, like, we've definitely, like, you see the cat. You know what I mean? So, like, you know what's going to, yeah. you know what I mean? And I got like, cats at the beginning of the quarantine, too. So I'm like, mm, it's too close to home. Yeah. I, 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 I will little, watch Freddie right here. Oh, hi, Freddie. Oh, Freddie. She's our little girl. And uh, Max is up in the tree somewhere. Oh, uh, uh, nice. I have baby and alien are my two cats. I, nice. I think, I think the thing about the cats at the beginning of it, though, is that, um, you definitely hate the guy so much that you're really excited to see some sort of like just some sort down. of like situation. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, you know, so because um, that guy's yeah, worse. at least one of them really loved it. So yeah, I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, yeah, I watch. I like the second half a lot. I, I my wife watched <laughs> the first half. She told me what happened. I was like, I don't need to see it. Let's continue don't need on. To see it, yeah. <laughs> um well true crime is really fun were you always a true crime fan or uh yeah i think so i mean i definitely like uh as i'm sure we'll get into with our topic like was always kind of drawn towards like that sort of darker stuff and i it's hilarious now because i like have seen it once or twice recently just when i'm like trying to find something dumb to watch and it's so bad but my favorite show in high school was criminal minds and it's like <laughs> very dramatic and very bad, but like all of those cases, because it's about quote, quote, the behavioral analysis unit, just like, you know, the mind hunter bullshit and like mm -hmm. profiling serial killers and stuff. Um, and it's obviously a network television dramatization, mm -hmm. daytime television, but all of the episodes like are all based on real killers and real cases. And once you like, get into true crime like uh, so many times i'm watching true crime uh documentaries and i'm like wait this was that one episode with the guy who did this and um <laughs> so i feel like that was weirdly even though it's like fictionalized kind of um my introduction and then yeah started listening to um all the podcasts when they started coming out you know i've listened to criminal forever and then serial obviously mm -hmm. last podcast on the left my favorite murder all that good stuff and a million other ones that have come out and uh have yeah just gotten into it more and more and more i feel like true crime documentaries have come a long way from like the you know cbs hour specials that are just like gross reenactments and id channel specials and everything but yeah those those types of stories i've definitely always been drawn to especially because if they're telling the story a lot of the time they like got the guy in the end and they got the answers and it's uh it, it's it's the craziest darkest stories that you could ever tell and then when they have 
a resolution. It's very satisfying. I'm a, I'm a, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. I'm a huge Dateline fan. Like yeah, I just said, I was still just, I would, like they are like, like I was actually talking about this recently you, on here. Like you can't look at a Polaroid picture. You can't show me a Polaroid picture without me thinking that somebody's been murdered in it. You know what I mean? Like there's like, I have been completely true crime imprinted on my brain. Yeah. It's just in your head. Yeah. But it's like, I can't, I just can't, uh, I can't, uh, You're just like hearing that dude from Dayline's voice every yeah. time. <laughs> exactly. Like, and then shoot. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that was a pretty good one. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, I've, I've, I can I can watch that crap that is like, his voice. to the point where I'm like, you know, maybe I should stop this. Like, maybe like this isn't like healthy to watch like yeah. this, this yep. much murder <laughs> lore. You know what I mean? Like, and it's always. I will say that that is kind of the good thing about like the the docu series and like the longer form stuff now that like you finish one and you're like cool I'm gonna watch Bob's Burgers or something for a minute versus like <laughs> yeah. Dateline you can just like let it keep playing and then Ooh. you're like did I just wa- watch like eight true crime documentaries <laughs> I, I actually just turned a recent Netflix one off um I just like was like kind of tired of it it was like they, they felt like stretched a little thin it's the one where uh the guy was killing sex workers in the in the in, oh that one <laughs> in the, in the deuce in uh, New York City oh yeah that one you know what I mean where sex worker um, oh the uh, Gilgo Beach one the, oh, the, the, the Times Square one right the Times Square one yeah um, oh, where he oh. yeah and uh, I don't know like it was like <laughs> like it was, like it's set so fucking shitty to say but like. I just need a little bit more action. You know what I mean? Like it was like a lot. Like it was a lot about like Times Square in the seventies and eighties and like the sex workers and like all. That. And like that's cool, but like they kept talking about it, and I was like, at some point, I'm like, yeah, I got it. You know what I mean? Like they were like sex cells everywhere, and they're like, okay, cool, I got it. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's that sounds like what's going on there. And like twenty minutes later, they're like, and sex was available at every corner. And I'm like, well, you kind of just fucking said that, like, great. You know what <laughs> I, I mean? So like, okay, I know. And so like, it's like, um, it just felt like they just needed more content for it, and uh, and unfortunately, like, and you know, like that's that's where we get in the society where you're like, you know what? Can can we just do some more murders here? Like, if you uh, you only killed four people, like this is like. Fuck, you know, I mean, that's <laughs> not a high enough kill count. Yeah, it. like I need some, like, I need more than just like a documentary on the on the Times Square and the, uh, and the. No, it's about like balancing the story that they're t- telling with the context and like right, exactly, you know, like like you were saying about last podcast on the left. It's it's the history is really interesting when it's like, oh, I've learned something about the history through hearing this story, but when it's like you're just giving me a history lesson or you're just giving me this story without any context is when I think it's kind of less satisfying. Um, I, uh, I fully, fully agree. I do want to suggest one thing to all of our listeners. Please. crime listeners. We have actually had her on the show, but uh, I was just about to bring her up, bring her up. Um, if you, if you are interested in true crime music, you need to listen to skinned. She is of a, of a, 
uh, mystery origin. Unknown origin. Yeah. European, Scandinavian, something like that. And it's sort of Australian, like, maybe. Australian. I don't know. Um, where she and her producer, they play songs about um, uh, uh, all these serial killers. And uh, or wow. Col- they have a song about Columbine and they have a song about it. She just calls it true crime music. But I don't know. What would you like, Jonas? What would you describe the, the, her, the, her style of music as? Um, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to explain it because it's a little bit trap. It's a little bit electronic, like industrial. Um, I would, I would definitely put it like a true crime industrial. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, that's, it's, the, that's the best way I could explain it. If I wanted to put it within a box. Yeah. Uh, totally. I think Ryan, you compared them uh, a little to sleigh bells. A little bit of sleigh bells. A little, There's bit. A little sleigh bells. A little bit more than what you said that I heard. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but she, uh, but uh, so I will strongly suggest to everybody. Uh, we had her on the show. If you go back and listen to uh, uh, Skinned, and I, I will tell you the, uh, for the longest time until Lucian Graves was on the show, Skinned was our number one episode because the Skinned Army, the global Skinned Army, <laughs> who who massive must, must still listen. Hats off to the global Skinned Army. Um, came Huge through. Shared it everywhere, like it was like because uh, interviews with her are rare. So um, we were we're happy to have that. So, anyways, yeah, uh, check out Skinned, Joan. You will uh, you will enjoy. It. She's a banger of a song about uh, Michelle Branch, the the lady that uh, really? you know texted her, her yeah, boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. super Ooh, super good. The whole song too. is is just sung in the texts. All the lyrics are just really? the text. It's really yeah. good too. Yeah, interesting. I'll look into it for sure. That's cool. So, um, what are we going to talk? We let's talk about true crime. Are we talking about movies, or what are we doing today? Well, I know, uh, Joan. You said you're a big fan of Scream, right? I do love Scream so much. <laughs> have you seen the new one? <laughs> I have. Yeah, yeah, I have. All right, all right. Yeah, I, I did. I don't, Ryan. I've seen you? it. All, yeah, I've seen it also. So the problem is, is like I got really co- comfortable with movies <laughs> not having to go to the movies. Like I got yeah. really like comfortable with like because like you know, like I work a ton of hours. I, I do the podcast. I do stand up comedy. I do, you know what I mean? I know. I, 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 I'm like a dad that like comes in someplace in this. Um, you know what I mean? And so like um, so like it's a. Um, um, it's a, it's a, I have, so I have yet, yeah, no. Uh, should, well, should we, should we steer around spoilers? Um, I'm not, not opposed to hearing spoilers. Like I kind of like, I've seen a lot about it. I actually don't know who the murderer is. So I don't, um, so I, maybe, I don't, I don't even think that's the biggest spoiler, or at least for yeah, me, I there's, like there's one too. thing that happens in it that uh, I think is kind of huge. But Very it doesn't really, thing. yeah. Um, so we, we can murder screams. Should we do what they do with the scream scripts where they like release a bunch of different copies so that no one actually knows what the, right. is? <laughs> the three idea. of us will just have three parallel conversations? I'm like, I can't idea. believe Sydney killed everyone in Woodsboro. That was crazy. <laughs> that was actually one of my theories, was it was the three uh, original were the killers now. That would have been fun. That would have been fun. I keep waiting for one of them to be involved. Right. Um, wow. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I don't think the actual reveal of the killers is like, I mean, if we spoiled that, sure, whatever. But I mean, watching the movie, the reveal of who the killers are isn't a surprise. It was kind of the like, last thing on my mind, actually. 
Right. Yeah, me and, too. And uh, at least in comparison to the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a little bit less of a whodunit in that way, which which like kind of is like the event of the previous three films is like it is a right. whodunit and it is like trying to figure out who the killer is. And I agree, I kind of felt like we knew the whole time, and it was kind of like both the homage and commentary, and also the big surprise thing that happens was kind mm-hmm. of like the event of the film in this one, right? Yeah. Well, I don't think there's there's many uh, even outside of horror fans that haven't seen the original. Um, it, it's pretty fucking iconic. Yeah, um, it fucking is. Well, I was telling you guys had my friend Gabe Pacheco on. We did. Gabe Pacheco um, to talk about, I believe, vampires. And then he listed off <laughs> so many vampire movies I had never heard of. I was like, oh, what are the best vampire movies? And he listed like 30 movies. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's like, there's this one from Scandinavia in the 1930s. And oh my God. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, Gabe is about um, those vampires. Yeah. <laughs> he loves them. Can't get enough of the vampires. But uh, his podcast, Eat, Pray, Judge, where they talk about movies. I went on to talk about the original Scream because it is like my favorite movie. And I think a big part of why I love it so much is because I do really love horror movies. And it was the first horror movie I ever saw. So it both has like place in my heart because of that. But also when I first watched it, like as a kid, it was just on in my friend Allie's basement. And I was not in on the joke at all. Like I got zero of the references. I got zero of the commentary tongue in cheek. Like to me, it was a serious horror film. Which is really <laughs> that cool. was my I experience think that of it. It works both ways. That it does work on that level. And then as I like grew up and watched more horror movies, every time I went back and revisited it and watched it, I got something else out of it. And I was more and more in on the joke. So it kind of is like this you know, Atlas for horror fans, both in like how it lays out the genre and the formula and also in all of its references to like all of the previous great horror movies that came before it. It's really like, uh, yeah, it, it works on all those levels. It's so good. Yeah, I'm uh, my favorite. So 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, my, my, favorite, my favorite movie of all time, actually not a horror movie, uh, is RoboCop. And, sure. um, um, you know, RoboCop, like Scream, mm-hmm. is multi, like, RoboCop is a satire of, like, 80s action movies and 80s Sci-fi culture action. And, and, and ends up being a fantastic 80s action sci-fi movie uh, cult piece of cultural reference in and of itself. You know what I mean? So, like, Scream yeah. is kind of the same way. Like, Scream is like a... Like, uh, like it uh, is the thing it's commenting on. It's so exactly. hard to like, yeah. actually do that well. Yeah. yeah Versus yeah. like scary movie. Like that's just a comment on, you know what I mean? Like that's just yeah, poking right. fun at. It doesn't Which, work itself as a scary movie. Coincidentally right. was the original title of Scream. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty fun. That. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> for the trivia there. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think that's fun because then they just kept the name, I guess. Was it the same studio? It probably was. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) (laughs) They they really, they really, they really, they really ran ran with the scary movies. I watched the first two and then I was like, I'm good. 
You know what I mean? I don't know. Like 30. They made so (laughs) many of them. (laughs) They had like Carmen Electra in them and stuff. It was in there for some reason. So funny. Do you you remember when they did? Do you remember when they did one of the B movie versions of that where it was like it was supposed to be like scary movie, but it was with an even lower budget and shittier actors? It was called Shriek, if you know what I did last Friday the oh, 13th. It had a, a what's her name? It uh, had Carmen Tiffany Electra Amber, in it. It had Tiffany Amber Theus. Oh, was in it? Too. Yeah, that's right. Tiffany Amber Theus. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm Carmen trying Electra. to imagine so anything with. Uh, with a lower budget and worse actors in scary movies. I can't imagine that it exists. Well, they pulled There's it a off. Few. <laughs> yeah. It's impressive um, in and of itself. Well, I'm going to assume the first one's your favorite still, unless the, the fifth the one somehow <laughs> overtook it. But uh, did you like the Better sequels? than the original. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, different feelings about the different sequels. I love and have watched all of them and also the three uh, seasons of the television show, which is how you know that I'm really kind of a yeah, sick person. <laughs> that's, that's all the way. I've never seen the show. I think I know I'm the, the, the only movie. person. <laughs> In my Maybe. defense, I watched the TV show in like the thick of quarantine and like my I'm a comedian. So obviously that wasn't happening. And then my day job was also not happening because it's in person. So it, it, it was a moment in my life where I had truly nothing to do. And I don't think I would have watched the TV show uh, had I not been in that situation. But it is <laughs> really fun and really bad. <laughs> like, oh, really? Speaking of bad, but like amazing. It's the first episode, it's like Pretty Little Liars or like put in bad melodramatic teen TV show here with like four gory kills per episode. It's unhinged. The first episode, you're like, damn, surely they can't keep killing all the characters at this pace. And then they do. <laughs> they just throughout the three seasons just kill and kill and kill. And then in the third season, they switch to a completely different time and place and cast and kiki palmer and taiga are in it and it is very very bad <laughs> you know what my you know what my favorite thing is about the scream series is what? the the dog shit mask that they had in the first couple seasons and then they got the licensing to do the real ghost face mask that was the funniest thing oh is that what happened that was so yeah. funny yeah it's a different mask because they like didn't have like and they then all of a the sudden, it's the real it. mask again. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> they, didn't no have the, they had the name. They got the name, but they're like, we they don't have the, the money name, for this. And that's it. They had the else. name and like the concept of phone calls. And like, that's the only <laughs> through line. <laughs> it seriously was. It was like, it was like the Kirkland signature version of Scream. And then when the ghost face mask. The ghost face mask came back and it was there was no explanation. It was just like, oh yeah, he's got the right mask now. Like it's just and the first one, the first mask looked nothing like a scream mask. It was like some weird No, it was someone who was like really trying to avoid and whatever copyright things that they were worried about. And <laughs> the opposite of like, the ghost face. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is not even a ghost. I'm looking at it right now and it is so fucking weird it's like it's like <laughs> so the mouth is like yelling or like something it's it more looks it more looks like it's saying like oh like it's like it's got like it's like lip is like an oh and like one it eye does is, 
It does feel oh. like there should be a sound effect with that facial expression. <laughs> yeah. the sound effect is something like, oh. 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 <laughs> like, 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 it literally looks like he just stubbed his toe. That's exactly yep. what it, like, if you're looking yeah, at it, it, like. Oh. Okay, like, it oh. also looks like, like late <laughs> stage Slipknot masks, too. <laughs> it's really. It's it does. Weird. It really does. When they could have just gone <laughs> for, like, like, a. He just. Like he just stubbed his toe and knows that the pain is about to come, but it has yeah. to be. You know what I mean? Like, that's the face. It also kind of looks like a New Age gimp mask. Like, it totally kind of <laughs> looks like a New Age BDSM mask. <laughs> it has that look to it also. I, I mean, and now I kind of want to watch the show just because of the because of it's this. insanity. Um, did you watch the? I, I just I watched the. I know what you did last summer show that was just on. Um, I did not watch that one. I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was okay. I mean, no, it, was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't like you weren't like, oh my yeah. god, dude, you you go gotta check that. Oh, although you I do watch it, <laughs> right? Although I did, I did probably put it in our recommendations. You did recommend it, but <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, but it's um, but it's. I mean, like, it's like a good horror show. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you yeah. if you kind of like don't want to, I put it on like the with the slasher series sort of. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of feel yeah. like I kind of feel like um horror is hard to make like a tv series about like this kind of like like slasher horror because like you end up with a lot of the same things every week so it's like kind of like how many different ways can you tell a story i mean i think it's american horror story's biggest problem is that with the exception of like the 1985 one which i I thought was really good but like um, i thought that one was great too i was surprised by how much i like that season i think it's because I, i think it's because it's a scream queens I think that it was technically mm-hmm. to me, it felt like a Scream Queens, which I thought was fantastic. But I kind of like can't be more like fun horror, like like Scream Queens than, than yeah. Um, but the problem with like yeah, American Horror sure. Story is like by episode five, you're like, okay, what are they like? Like, okay, like like how much of this can you do? You know what I mean? Like, you know, horror succeeds so much from like building and maintaining tension and like the right. feeling that yep. it gives you as an audience member, like break the tension, please break the tension. And if like there's a week between each episode, it's really hard to continue building on that tension. Right. And for a slasher yeah. show, it's really hard because you, it doesn't work unless you give a shit about the people who are being killed off and it's really hard when you are like killing people every episode you have to keep introducing new characters that we don't give right. a shit about right. <laughs> it's very right. hard to make that succeed i, I fully agree it's a good uh, point I, I but i did like the slasher show too i thought it was good i think it was uh, mm-hmm. arguably better than than um um some of the american horror story um uh, seasons that i've watched there's some good ones yeah, and good some, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a mixed bag with American Horror Story. But so yeah. I will I will just go ahead and put the TV show on a separate pile from the rest of the uh, <laughs> from the rest of the sequels because it's kind of like the cursed ch- the like <laughs> the child who gets shut out and is not really a part of it. But the sequels I will say are all fun. None of them are like that was a complete waste of my time because they're all like insane in different ways, but for the sure. The third one I feel comfortable saying is the worst of all of them. The third one is really bad. It's not great. There are parts of it I really, really like. Um, 
the, the whole the, that's the what whole, I'm saying. It's still enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I kind of like the whole backstory, just the whole arc of, of of especially that one about Maureen and and how she was treated poorly in Hollywood. And this is working underneath, like you know, uh, wine during Weinstein's whole thing. Like it, it's very yeah. Parallel that is and, and, that is very parallel for sure. I. I that part of it I I liked and I got all that but then like they they didn't just like leave it there and like that's like oh that's where this trauma came from and everything they like really spell it out in a way that only yeah. 2000 movie can of like oh my god that's why she was a slut right. <laughs> a bad thing happened to her in Hollywood because she tried to make her dreams come true and that's why my mom was such a slut and that's why everyone around me is getting murdered all the time it all makes sense now like, oh, okay going all right okay, so do yeah. you guys know the okay, do you guys know bit. the backstory about why part three was such a piece of shit? No, please tell me. Okay, so it's an interesting thing. So I'm with you on Scream Three easily being the worst sequel, but there is parts of it that I like too. But here was the thing here's the thing behind Scream Three. It happened the filming happened during a time when there was a lot of violence happening in the real world, like newsworthy violence as far as like school, school stuff and various different things. Mm. And the studio put a bunch of pressure on Wes Craven to take a lot of the kills and make them less graphic and also to inject a lot of humor into it so mm. that they can make it less of a brutal slasher and less of a thing like that because it's killing off people that are, you know, like school aged and stuff like that. So yeah. that was why the transition went from Woodsboro to Hollywood. That whole Hollywood thing, like in it being like the movie within a movie type of situation, that was originally not even supposed to be the case. It was supposed to be another movie that was taking place in Woodsboro. It was a completely different script. And then also at the end of it, Roman being the killer was not supposed to be the case. They actually threw that together at the end and they were like, ah, fuck, we got to make this, you know, story wrap up. It was actually after they did the Hollywood thing, the killer was supposed to be the girl that played Sydney in the Stab movie. That's who. I, that, that's how. That's who it should have been. Like that was yeah. who it felt like they were. That's who everybody thought it was the whole be. time. She's creepy yeah. as shit. It should have been her. <laughs> yeah, and it would, originally was supposed to be her. It was that she was the one that was supposed to be it. Um, and that was after they had to make the Hollywood change. But then once they started going through the script rewrites and stuff, Wes Craven pushed for a bunch of different stuff to happen, like in the script. And the Weinsteins just shut him down. They were like, absolutely not. We're doing it this way. We got to make it funny. That's why we got Jay and Silent Bob in here. That's why we got the cameos. That's why we got all this other shit. And that's also why most of the kills were terrible. Like most of them were yeah, either they off were such random like carrie fisher makes a cameo for some reason which always happy to see her face lover to death sure. why <laughs> like why a little weird <laughs> it's very random yeah it, it all kind of felt like an afterthought like roman being the killer didn't feel like they had set up at all or like made him a character that you give a shit about that it like is interesting that he's the killer and then they do the mm -hmm. whole like i'm your half brother thing and i'm like well okay <laughs> like yeah but um, yeah it just felt like very disconnected i some of the kills are fun the like 
sound studio of the house from the first movie is fun. Courtney Cox having the worst, tiniest little bangs I've ever seen in my life is very so fun. Weird. That I the real, love. the real go, villain of the movie. The <laughs> real, <laughs> the scariest part of that movie. Do yourself a favor and go Google her bangs in that movie because they are worse than you're thinking in your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, also, uh, Kevin Williamson didn't write that one. I think exactly. that was the first one he didn't write. Yeah, mm-hmm. Wes yeah. Craven actually had to write a bunch of it on the fly. So. That was another thing that was kind of fucked up. He actually had, he had this whole script written out. Like there was this whole different thing. And then once it got changed, he also got a really quick deadline of when they had to have it filmed. So he literally had to rewrite entire scenes overnight. Like, and it, that's why it was such a, just a patchwork, you know, of yeah. a movie. And um, a similar one- thing happened with the second one, because the second one got thrown into production immediately after the success of the first one so while it was in theaters they were on set filming and then the script got leaked and williamson just rewrote the whole thing because he was like well fuck it so nobody knew what was going on going into production for the second one (laughs) Mm -hmm. which i think it's funny because i think in this most recent in the fifth one they like make a joke about you know the stab movie and how they like leaked a bunch of different scripts which yeah. like they did they do do for these movies for that exact reason because that yeah. script got leaked i also think it's so interesting that like kevin williamson who you know wrote wrote uh, one two and i think four two but he also wrote like Dawson's Creek and Vampire yeah. Diaries. And yeah. So, like, the reason that, like, the teen drama of them work is is because, like, that, you know, that's where he's coming. He's bringing that part of it, too, that, like, the sweet, dumb teen love stories also r- work really well. I think. Yeah, at this point, I always forget that Sydney started in high school. Like, in this. Right. <laughs> it's crazy to me. Well, Well, that's what I liked about four a lot was like the new like gang of high school kids and like them being like sweet and cute and weird and all these different relationships and crushes. And like, I really liked that. And I, I loved the fifth one. I think we'll probably talk about all of them a tiny bit, but the, that is like the one thing about the fifth one was like the gang of new high school kids that we're supposed to give a shit about, except for like the two lead like sisters and that one girl who is like Randy's niece who is really fucking yeah, funny. Yeah. There were yeah. like a lot of them in that group of teen friends that were like not super compelling to me and who like I didn't care about their friendships or like them as people, which like in the fourth one with uh what's her face, Hayden Panettieres Kirby and like that weird dude who has a crush on her who ends up being one of the killers and like i really liked all of the new kids in the fourth one and i didn't care for them so much in the fifth one I kirby like. is a highlight of the series i think absolutely <laughs> die for there's kirby. also yeah absolutely there's a die fan, for kirby <laughs> there's a fan theory that she's not actually dead um I and it's that actually- after the that one came out and i was pretty upset that she didn't make it into the fifth well no like so this is a this is a whole like resurgence of a completely different theory after the fifth one because now that the fifth one has happened they really think that there is going to be a sixth one but it's going to be like almost a full transition like away from the sydney prescott 
um, storyline because not necessarily away from the storyline, but like she'll have even less of a part in the new one if mm-hmm. there is another one. Um, because in the fifth one, I guess spoiler alert, she's only in the movie for like twenty minutes at most. You know, she's not in the movie very long. Um, yeah, and yeah, she really the makes theory, it count though. <laughs> she does. Yeah. yeah. She, Oh, fucking of course she does um she uh she really does actually as i'm thinking about it i'm like she really used that time wisely like as um, you were saying that i was like oh she really only was in for 20 minutes but it feels you know it feels more substantial than that yeah much more impactful um but yeah those are the two running theories right now is that out of all the people that you think were dead throughout the entire series kirby and Stu are very possibly still alive um and also that you was think another Stu's thing. Stu's still alive? His head got but, Jonas bad. is holding on to this theory hard. No, 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 no. I'm not I, I am, but there's a reason and I'll tell you why. So the whole thing on the third one that I was telling you about with Wes Craven having to rewrite it and everything, uh-huh. the original the original running idea for part three is that Stu Mocker was still alive and that he was almost Man. doing yeah, and that he was almost doing the Hannibal Lecter thing. In the sense that he was in a mental institution after the murders in the first one, and he was giving them advice about oh. what's happening in Wordsboro again. So that was the original concept of the third one that Wes Craven That's was going to with. Yeah, and then the studio fucking squashed it. So it's already really? in the ether that Stu is still alive. I do love the idea of a Stumacher, Hannibal Lecter type situation. Yeah. Hannibal Lecter was a genius, and Stumacher is an idiot. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to murders, when it comes to murders, he's very smart. Like, he knows what he's talking about. Well, Woodsboro murders. Um, just in- like Woodsboro once. Did. did he just have a crush on his best friend? Yeah. <laughs> There, there, there is, do whatever he wanted him to say. There is literally a scene filmed. For for three, where Stu was still alive. Really? Yeah. yeah so I, was, I knew that that was kind of the plan, but I didn't know that they had actual. Yeah, they they, they they actually ended up deleting the scene where he said that he was still alive. So, <sighs> I'd like to believe Damn. it because I want Matthew Willard in yeah. everything. I love Matthew Willard. I'd uh, love to have him come back. He's so good in one. His whole, like, him, like, being on the phone at the end, like, are you going <laughs> to tell my mom and dad? It's like, yes. so fucking good. I think and it is. Being, like, touchy and feely in the movie store with Billy. It's, it's, <laughs> he's so fun in that movie. I mean, like, it's, like, I mean, I think, like, it almost, like, deserves, like, an Oscar nod. Because you're, like, when you, <laughs> I mean, like, I, it sounds funny, but, like, the performance almost kind of, in a lot of ways, like, really puts the cherry on the top of the movie because it's like oh it absolutely does he's so fully in that role a hundred percent it's so he he kills it it's so good i'm getting kind of woozy here man like it's just like it is (laughs) like kind of woozy (laughs) like that whole section my mom is gonna be it makes the end of the movie yeah it's just like i definitely i'm i'm definitely more on board with like Stu coming back than like the I liked the second one a lot, but like Mrs. Loomis coming in at the end, like Billy's mom coming in at the end, I'm like, yeah, you know, I didn't really care for that that much. That wasn't my favorite twist. I uh, I kind of liked Cotton as the killer, um, simply because uh, um, I think I uh, do too. I think because he looks like a killer. 
I think what's his name? Uh, yeah, he was so psycho looking. Yeah, he's like such Leave. an intriguing uh, Lev, Lev Schreiber. Like I, I, I like Lev him. Schreiber, yeah. yeah, I like him in things. You know, I mean, like, uh, um, but he's uh, he's an interesting looking dude. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, I watched that part the- of it was fun. Him him wanting his fifteen minutes of fame and like being really scary about it in the second one, I thought was really good. And then I think he gets he gets killed first in the third. Like right away, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, right, yeah. right away. In, yeah. in, in... I gave uh, him credit for doing that though in the third one, killing off Cotton like just immediately because then it's like, all right, yeah. well, I have no fucking idea what's going to happen in this one now. Like, right. Well, it's and like not going back to the first that like they killed off their biggest star in the first ten minutes. It's like you know that's what those movies do. That's what makes them great. Which I think like I was talking about this when I was talking about this on Gabe's show that like Drew Barrymore was originally cast or at least offered Nev Campbell's role like she was offered the lead and she was like no it'd be really good if I played Casey yeah. and I just like got fucking killed in the beginning and if you look at the original movie poster she's like the second biggest like person on there of like all the different casts she's like really big on it so I think a lot of people going into Scream thought that they were going to see a movie starring Drew Barrymore. It was such a great story. <laughs> Which is what makes it amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then I really like the right. I think it was in the uh the 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 fourth one, is it? When it's like the double one, when they have like the 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 beginning within a beginning where it's like uh Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, who, who was it? Anna Paquin and Kristen Bell, I think, were uh, two of wow. them. And, and that was that's a great scene. I love both of them. And that then like, a great it's, scene, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a really and cool And then they're callback. watching that yeah. on TV and they're watching <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> You're like, okay, is this one real? <laughs> yeah. I was like, was I, I'll watch that a whole movie great. of this. <laughs> For sure. That that was like the I I thought they did a good job. I guess this isn't too much of a spoiler, but like they, I like the opening scene of of the most recent one, and I liked how it ended and how that like left an open question for the rest of the movie because, uh, you know that's not usually how the first scene in these movies goes. Yeah. Um. Well, scream. Uh, scream is uh like um quite a phenomenon like i mean like i loved it so much to come out like like my 18 nearly 19 year old daughter she fucking thinks it's still like her favorite movie like you know what i mean like so it's like like it's a it's like one of those it's like one of those things that has like lasted like like you know it's still the test of time kind of like like uh, tony hawk you know what i mean like, like, you know, <laughs> you son of a bitch well great grandma just so sorry joan just so you know uh, graham and i are having a little war on tony hawk but um uh, tony, tony hawk was super famous when i was a kid and tony hawk is still famous you know what i mean and it's like don't trust nostalgia um <laughs> <laughs> Don't trust the stat. You should make that into a bumper sticker. Um, but it's um, isn't t- Tony Hawk now like putting out like video? I last I saw of Tony Hawk, he was like teaching his daughter to skate, and she was like shredding, and he was being a proud. Yeah, dad. he's That's his cool. son's a pro like and everything. I think at this point, and yeah, yeah so. I think his daughter's gonna be probably nepotism out there yeah (laughs) nepotism him just giving his incredible skating skills to them yeah what a jerk (laughs) jerk. 
<laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but Scream has really stood the test of time, and that's uh, that's really uh, that's really speaks wonders about the actual um, situation because it's um, you know what I mean. Like, there's a lot of movies, and yes, it's very '90s, and it's very, but like, it's still like so utterly fucking watchable, and it's yeah. still like still like still so good. Like, I, I've watched one. I probably watch it like two, three. I, it's like one of those movies I can just like throw on. You know what I mean? Yeah, and just I like go back to it all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those characters are so like they just they stick with you. They're like so it's so yep. good to see them every time you throw on the movie. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's so it's so funny. And like it, I'm I for someone who loves horror movies, I'm a huge wuss. I like jump five feet into the air at every jump scare. I like have watched all of them. I'll never get better at like being chill about it and so it could just be me but like I still jump at Parsons Scream like I've seen it a million times it still works on the level of just being a scary movie to me which is really really impressive after all this time and for what for, for the commentary and the comedy and everything else that it's got going on is pretty cool and it's not supernatural so it fits into that true crime kind of Hell yeah. <laughs> area <laughs> Well, I think that's why like the the later ones do kind of still work and you kind of can branch out and make it all these things because all it takes is someone just like putting on that mask and then you're back in it. Like there's no, you don't, you don't even really, we're talking about like, oh, are the reveals satisfying or not? Is the killer satisfying or not? And like, it kind of doesn't matter because whoever puts on that mask is Ghostface, who is his own character, regardless of who is. Yeah. underneath it and you can just have anybody put on that mask and be dropped right back into the movie with the same villain and it just keeps you know keeps working yeah and that's I, true that's rare where it's the the villain that keeps coming back isn't the same freddy or jason yeah or and you're not like oh god saw guy. <laughs> when i when that's i so, when i dress up like ghostface though People aren't as into it as you know. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think that's. I think where Scream Scream succeeds in the in like the way that Scream succeeds, other franchises that tried to mimic that failed. Like, if you look at, I know what you did last summer. Like, you've got the first one that really wasn't that bad. Then the second one was hilarious because just like all the different shit that would have to happen for everything to happen the way that it did. And then the killer reveal yeah. just with his last name being Benson, Ben's son. Oh my God. Like, what <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then you have the other one, which is I'll always know what you did last summer. And then he's a fucking zombie. It's like, okay, like you've completely gone right. away it's from like you, you did not know what to do. The story was over for you. And then someone offered you Zombies were hot. Going. <laughs> that year right but then you also have the other ones that are like you know you have like urban legend which was actually pretty cool and then urban legend final cut was also not bad and then urban legend bloody mary was terrible so it was like you have these ones that tried to mimic it it just didn't work um but it did breed some fun movies you know like valentine is fucking great that was like a super underrated um, teen slasher movie that came out right around the same time but Scream like with the fifth one I honestly I went into it because I was such a big fan of it I went into it with pretty like 
high expectations, I guess is the best way to say it. Like I really was hoping they were going to do it right. And I was super impressed with it. And when one of the characters dies, like I won't say it just for spoiler reasons, but when, when one of the kills happens and the part in the trailer, um, the part in the trailer where they say it's an honor when they did it was like Mm. that, that scene was done so fucking well. And like, those type of yeah. things, those little touches that they did in the fifth one, I think really elevated it quite a bit, you know? Like, it felt like they actually gave a shit about the franchise again. It absolutely did, and that's, I mean, kind of, I hope this isn't giving too much away, but, like, that is part of the meta-commentary in this one, right? Like, in the second one, the commentary turns to, like, this is what's wrong with all horror sequels, and then the yeah. third one's all about, like, how do you wrap up a trilogy? The fourth one is talking about reboots and like this time he's got to film his kills because it's like the 21st century whatever and then like this one they're really talking about doing right by a fan base and like how do you honor the original and like it's kind of the whole time being like well this is what you would do if you really wanted to honor the original and heighten it and make it the next thing but like make it satisfying for the fans and everything and like ask they were making those comments like that is what they were doing and it was really both like structurally in in the plot and also in all the little like driving down the street in the first like shot of b-roll the little street sign says elm street you know what i mean like everything from like and there's a guy in it whose name is wes and a clear like tribute to wes craving because this was the first one without him and like every little detail really felt like a tribute to scream and uh and they were able to do that while also making just like a really fun entertaining slasher movie like 100 percent agreed and i think and i might catch heat for this but i think that was kind of the problem (laughs) what went wrong with afterlife ghostbusters the new ghostbusters movie is they did all the the remember the the easter eggs and all the tributes and everything but it kind of took up the whole movie and like there was no real movie outside of that left in the ghostbusters movie which i went for a new ghostbusters movie i love this i love them all but it was cute i i liked it and i'll buy it because i love all ghostbusters but (laughs) i thought scream did a much better job at doing exactly what they were trying to do with wes it it was was awesome it was awesome and they did it specifically to scream and just like the thing that made horror fans and people love scream to begin with was that they were commenting on horror films in a way that wasn't like isn't this dumb it was like this is the thing that we all love isn't it so funny that the same shit happens in everyone isn't it so funny that like you can't say i'll be right back because you won't and in this one there was like that scene where the music kept ramping up and then he would close the door and no one would be behind it. And then he would open the fridge and the music would ramp back up and he would close the door and no one would be behind it. Yeah. And it goes like I... that for like five full minutes <laughs> yeah. and everyone in the theater is cackling because we all are like, oh, we know this is what happens in horror movies. It's so funny that they're like drawing this out and making us realize that like that's what we're primed to expect in horror movies. And so it was like both you know, a tribute to the Scream movies particularly and a tribute to horror movies, which is what made the original Scream, you know, so beloved in the first place. 
Hell I yeah. can also well say, I can also say this on the third act. The fact that the third act of the new Scream movie, the entire third act, takes place in Stu's house. Like there was so many cool things that happened oh, yeah. during the entire final third act. You know that like seeing it with a theater full of people that were truly fans of Scream was so fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Because there were so many times where, like, they would bust out an applause or, like, they would just have, like, we yeah. would all have the same reaction at the same time. And then when the end of the movie comes and you see the four West thing, like, right after the, you know, right after the finale. Um, I, I saw the movie twice in the theaters. And both times, the four West thing got, like, a standing ovation. And that yeah, was yeah. in my theater, you know, too. Which was very I know cool. you're not leaving your house to go to theaters, Ryan, but for this one, it's worth it. <laughs> it really is, truly. It's one of those ones that you should see with fans of the with fans of the series. You're fine yeah, if you want to yeah. wait, Ryan. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have a choice. No, peer pressure him to go to the movies. <laughs> oh, there goes my other. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. It was super super satisfying to watch in a room full of people who are all you know in on it and the like get the fuck out of there you're in Stu's house zoom out see the house it's like yeah you're you're like oh fuck yeah third act here we go (laughs) yeah and like this is this is one thing that I will mention just it's kind of a spoiler but not really is the fact that you have Randy's niece watching the Randy scene in Stu's house and her doing the whole thing where she's like look behind you stupid and then she looks behind herself and goes oh fuck (laughs) and like you know that whole scene was just awesome like the way that they filmed it the way that they they did it yeah Yeah, she was so good that that was so perfect and her every time anyone goes downstairs them being like do you want to come with me and she's like no but you were right to ask (laughs) yeah her just like (laughs) taking on the randy rule of keeping track of the rules and like that was really fun the face-off between her and another character right in front of the refrigerator, which I'm not going to say the whole dialogue back and forth because it's kind of cool just to watch it unfold. But that scene with her and another character when they're going to get the beer in the basement was really fucking mm-hmm. cool. Like, cause that was happening. Like the audience was just like, Oh shit. Like, Oh, <laughs> you know, like waiting for something to pop off. It was, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Oh, they did a good job. I loved it. Should we get into those, some Sinister Six? I think it's about time. Yeah. I think so, too. we got these six questions. You ready, Joan? <laughs> uh, we're going to find out. <laughs> All right. First one. These are super, super hard. Um, okay. Freddy or Jason? Oh, huh. Mm, like, who would win or who do I like? Who do you win? like? Or you can take any of these questions any way you want to, either. (laughs) Freddie's got more personality, for sure. Fair. Freddie's got the noodle arms in the first one. Love that guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Um, What's the difference between thriller and horror? Hmm. Hmm. Thriller, okay, Thriller's going to have a lot of Dutch angles. And (laughs) uh, what's the difference between Thriller and horror? I mean, I guess it would come down to just like kills and gore. I think Thriller builds tension longer and all the action at the end. And horror is like kills and action throughout, I guess is kind of how I would think about it. 
What horror movie influenced your taste the most? Scream, baby. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Gotta, gotta be, gotta be. <laughs> um, if you could erase one movie from existence, what would it be? Oh my God, if I could erase one movie from existence, damn. Hmm, let me think of one. Uh, I don't, hmm. Just because we were talking about it earlier, the only thing I can think of is Dear Zachary because it ruined my life so much. <laughs> it's a rough one. And, and, and with it, the trauma that spawns, that spurns the film itself. <laughs> uh, fair, yeah. Um, <laughs> are ghosts real? Hell yeah. There's one named Melissa who lives in my grandma's house. She's chill. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Last one. You're ripping through these. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Midsummer or Hereditary? Oh my God. Um, I yeah. Midsummer. Mid. I'll say this. I love them both. Midsummer. Or I thought they were both great. I don't know how much I loved Hereditary. <laughs> Midsummer. I loved. I watched a million times. I saw Hereditary. Uh, here in Brooklyn at Nighthawk where you know they like bring you food and stuff and oh, yeah, I yeah. my boyfriend was like let's go you know see this movie I, I think it was Ari Aster's first I didn't know anything about him obviously I didn't know anything about the movie we were seeing so in the beginning you ordered food and I ordered chips and queso and then the horrible thing that happens in Hereditary happens they flash, <laughs> we talk about it a lot they, okay great they flash this small girl's destroyed head on the screen and covered in ants. a waiter covered and then a, <laughs> covered in ants covered, covered in, in ants. ants it's the worst trauma i've ever seen on a screen <laughs> and then a waitress crawls up to me and goes here's your chips and queso and i was just like okay i'm not eating this <laughs> and i was like there's simply no way for me to now go crunch like you know what i mean i just looked at the chips and queso and then back at the ant head and was like well i just paid for chips and queso that i'm not gonna eat when i just watched the rest of the film mouth open tears just kind of continuously streaming down my face with a full plate of chips and queso in front of me that's my hereditary memory versus midsummer which i've watched like 12 times because i love it and think it's amazing yeah, I I love both of them. Midsummer, I absolutely prefer. It's one of my favorite just movies in general. Me too. I fucking yeah. love Midsummer. It's so it's so good. My roommate loves it too, but she hates the part where the old people's heads get cracked open fairly enough. Sure, yeah. But <laughs> it's so funny watching it with her because she tries to cover her eyes. And Ari Aster, you can tell wants you not to be able to cover your eyes because like Danny keeps flashing back to it suddenly at the most random points that I'm like <laughs> watching with someone trying to cover her eyes I'm like he's doing this on purpose <laughs> he's like ah, gotcha that's pretty funny <laughs> so funny apparently your friend has never worked at a grocery store because if you work at a grocery <laughs> store seeing elderly people's heads smashed in is like a fucking like every <laughs> something you dream about every day so it's like a lavender candle to you <laughs> exactly i'm like oh that's very soothing it's very soothing <laughs> I work in grocery stores for a long time. I don't currently, but I did for a long time. And I will tell you, the grocery store I had was blink when those people. 
the grocery store I worked at had um, Wednesdays was senior day where you got a percentage mm. off uh, for being a senior. And um, you would think that people in the like this part of their lives, right? Like, like <laughs> you only have like, like, like a limited time. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're like, would be like less concerned about things. Like, you know what I mean? Rather than just like, Torching. So what I'm basically saying is <laughs> it's like they all in midsummer, they all thought this was a bad idea. This like, oh my god, this is so terrible. These old people are jumping off a off a cliff. And I'm like, yeah, kinda 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 makes sense. I'm like if I'm gonna, you're, like, you're you're with the cult in midsummer on that. You're like, it was their time. Exactly. Death with dignity. They're they're good, whatever. Listen, like if all I got left, if if I'm just gonna be like 73 and like yelling at a grocery store person because they don't have like the like a right price on something, you know what I mean? If they're like, if that's all you got left, if that's gonna be your deal, you might as well jump off a big beautiful cliff. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like In fact, I applied to be the head thumper. Like uh, they, they, they never got back to me. I'm like, I'll do that. I job. thought I recognized you from that movie. I was like, no, I mean, like the real one. I was like, hey, I'll go over there. I'll, 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 I'll ask his grocery store. I, I'll, thump, I'll, I'll, I'll thump that head. I'll thump that. Ryan, Ryan wanted to be the Gallagher in this watermelon smashing situation. <laughs> Human Gallagher. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, all right. We're doing recommendations now. That was an excellent, excellent work on the Sinister Six, too, by the way, Joan. Thank you. I'll say that I anytime I'm on a podcast like this, it feels like, you know, when you're on a date and somebody is like, what's your favorite movie? And you suddenly <laughs> can't think of a single movie. You get home and you're like, I have excellent taste. I could have said this, I could have said that. <laughs> In the moment, you're like, Spy Kids was good, I think. <laughs> I don't know what to say. So I'm sure that I'm going to hang up with you guys and think of way better answers. But I did what I could. No, you killed, no, you killed it. You killed it. Right. You really did. Yeah, you, you had one of the better runs right through it. So, Jonas, what are your rec- recommendations? Um, yeah. so my recommendation... Uh, my recommendation is actually only going to be one this time, and it's a movie, and I just watched it, and it's fucking awesome. Uh, it's on Shutter. It's a Spanish movie. It's called The Last Matinee. Um, oh, yeah. I really want to see that. Yeah. It's it's really, really solid. Like, surprisingly solid. I actually kind of thought it was going to be, like, cheesy and potentially bad. Um, but it's fucking great. Like, I've always been a pretty big fan of Spanish horror in general. Um but this one is right up there. Um, surprisingly good and very well worth your time. It's pretty tightly ran too. It's like, it's a little bit less than 90 minutes. Um, so it, you know, it speeds through, but it's, um, yeah, very, very good. I don't have any music or anything like that to recommend this time. Just that movie. Go check it out. It's a fun slasher. Cool. Well, I got music for you. Um, uh, Enforced uh, just released a new song called Casket and it fucking rips. They're like speed thrash metal band. Uh, they put out one of my favorite uh, albums last year. Um, check that out. The, the album's called Kill Grid, uh, but the new song Casket, super good. Um, I'm going to recommend an album, Organized Confusions, uh, Stress the Extinction Agenda. Uh, came out in 1994. Hip hop, Ryan, you're probably 
know it or maybe a fan. Uh, yep. Pharaoh Monch and uh, Prince Poetry, uh, Prince Poe uh, from Queens. Uh, and, and songs like Stress and, and Bring It On. And, and there's a song, Stray Bullet, where they, they rhyme about the, from the perspective of a bullet, which is really cool. Um, it's really smart and, and like almost acrobatic. It's kind of like, uh, like before, it's like backpack hip hop almost, but like still tough, still like that New York rough edge to it. It's really, really fucking great. Uh, I don't think enough people uh, know that that's even where Pharaoh Munch came from. But um, yeah, organized confusion, confusion with a K, stress the extinction agenda. Um, and, and watch Ozark, third season's out. That's all. <laughs> is it third season? Is it third season or is it fourth? Maybe fourth. New season. Whatever. New season. It, new season. Yeah. it just came out. It's, yeah, it's that really show good. fucking rules. My Jason uh, Bateman. Um, that was going to be actually one of my suggestions is to watch uh, um, Ozark. Um, I've been uh, I've been oddly like sort of like the fifteen year old in me loves uh, Peacemaker. If you guys have watched any of that, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super um, good. It's, super it's good. so fun. It's so fun. It's super and, fun. And John Cena is. Uh, I didn't really watch any wrestling, so I don't know. He was a good wrestler, though. He was good at it. Uh, no, not that's a, a good long. Wrestler. That's a really long be... podcast, actually. <laughs> Here, you know what? We'll we'll break this down real quick. He's not a great wrestler, but he's one of the most popular wrestlers of all fucking time. Uh, and he's also the, I think he has the most make-a-wish. Yeah, I think he's granted of anybody. The most, of anybody, yeah. I think he's granted the most make-a-wish things out of anybody. So seeing him do karaoke uh, while holding a Hitachi wand in his hand, in his underwear, <laughs> is a little is a little out of character. So, yeah. It is, but yeah, he, he's fantastic in it. It's an amazing show. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, agree. I, I would, I would <laughs> yeah, my I would, cats I, are going nuts. Sorry, I would, I would suggest that. Um, I'm listening to the Ma Barker episodes of Last Podcast on the Left right now, and they're um, really tr- tremendous and uh, learning a lot of things from it. Like, I didn't know that St. Paul was the um, um, like the crime capital, like you could just be a criminal in St. Paul as long as you didn't commit crime in St. Paul. You could just go there uh, during like the 30s, like that whole like that whole stretch of time. Um, and so like it was a town filled with uh, bank robbers and uh, things like that. And uh, and uh, they had one of the lowest um, crime rates in the world because of this uh, understanding. And uh, um, and of course the rest of because they were doing all their crime everywhere else. exactly <laughs> so the rest of the town did it so um, um, yeah and that was the that was uh, so anyways it's a it's a very interesting uh, story and yet again as we were talking about earlier uh, it gives kind of like a, a chunk of time to um, of the world where you're like okay like I uh, I need to uh, um, um, like I need to learn a little bit more about our history and this and that, you know what I mean? So that is, uh, that is my, my listening suggestion. Although I am going to also suggest, um, I'm going to re suggest this band. Um, I've seen them live with, um, with, uh, uh, Graham in, 
in New York City, um, in Brooklyn. I guess it's still technically New York City, right? Is that okay? I mean, we can. It's a borough. I mean, well, I know it's a borough, but I know like Brooklyn's also like it's like Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's like it's it's kind of like its own thing a little bit. Um, So um, I think that people from Brooklyn are often like, "Yo, I'm from Brooklyn." Are you? Oh, you from New York? Nah, man, I'm from Brooklyn. You know what I mean? And. uh, uh, I, I, I say the yeah from Brooklyn, not the nah from Brooklyn. Nah, man. Um, um, I am going to suggest uh, again on the show. I've suggested it, but I was listening to it the other day, and it's still so good. I'm going to suggest uh, Gordita Beach. And, Hell yeah! Uh, and uh, they are really good guys, and it's just such a great like. It just like reminds you of like what you love, and like kind of like punk or heavy or hardcore or whatever you want to call it it's like it is literally like just some of the best uh sounding um stuff out there and so i'm really excited about it so and you know the the dudes in that are from like breakdown and killing time and shit like, yeah exactly. i didn't even know that until recently and yeah they're playing my show this on friday so everybody should come see it this won't even be out before this will yeah. be done, but you right. should, you should come. come. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I will. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> um, Take us out, turn. Joan. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Again, I have that feeling of I'm gonna think of more stuff later, but I'll do my best. So, uh, just because I just lent this book out to like the fifth person, I like every person in my family has ended up reading this book on my recommendation and everyone uh really loves it it's called killers of the flower moon in my uh is continuing with my true crime brand it's a true crime story it's about um the in i forget i don't know exactly when it took place but it's the osage native americans were given a tiny bit of land by our fucking government and then that land happened to be on a bunch of oil so this one like group of native americans became hugely wealthy and then they started mysteriously dying one by one uh and at the same time the fbi was like being formed for like the first time so it's about the fbi's first serial killer investigation mm-hmm. and how they didn't really fucking know how to do it but trying to figure out who is like killing off all of these wealthy native americans and it's really fucking good and super well researched and like breathes very narratively even though it's you know nonfiction, and you find out who it was at the end and then spoiler alert and it's very satisfying uh and a great read so if you're looking for something to read nonfiction, true crime it's a like very quick and super interesting read bit of history and all that so that's good um i just like the name of it again it's called Killers of the Flower Moon. I'm trying to look up. Okay. It's by David Grand, G-R-A-N-N. Killers of the Flower Moon, the Osage Murders, and the Birth of the FBI. Uh, highly recommended. It. It's really great. I've like read it a couple times. Um, I also just watched All of the Great on Hulu, I believe. I think it's a Hulu original about Catherine the Great. And I heard good things, but did not know that it's really fucking funny. It's like really funny and irreverent and like kind of violent and uh, just like people in the Russian court just like fucking and fucking things up and it's like super entertaining. So I recommend that. Uh, And then because when you guys were telling me about recommendations, (laughs) the thing that was offered up was green onions as an example (laughs) of things I could recommend. 
I'm going to go culinary for my last one. And I'm going to say cooking lemons. You can cook lemons and you can eat them whole with the fucking rind. And they're really, really good. Next time you're roasting a whole thing of like veggies on a fucking sheet pan, slice up some lemons, throw them on there, fucking eat them with a fork. They're delicious. I don't know why this is something I got into over quarantine, but now I like put whole lemons in like everything I cook and they're my favorite food right now. So so delicious. I love like a roasted whole right? lemons, like um, like with like um, a lot of olive oil and like some like olives. a lot of olive oil. They get kind of caramelized. Yeah, really fucking good. And toss oh, this them sounds like, some... like something I need to get into. And you toss them with like some, <laughs> you, some you orzo or something. Like it's delicious. Oh yeah. uh, yes, with some orzo, perhaps some yeah. feta. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm down with all of that. So yeah, 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 yeah. So that's my final <laughs> recommendation. Is just if you're not eating your lemon rinds doing it wrong <laughs> <laughs> all right um, thank you so much for coming on this is awesome thanks for having me guys this is so so sick uh thank you for helping me cement my brand that's just the scream girl i'm just trying to talk about <laughs> scream that's, that's love it. on every podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good you should you should like get them to do something for you like you're like sort of I the, definitely should yeah yeah, yeah yeah i'm gonna make a cameo and get killed off in the first five minutes of the <laughs> that's awesome uh, there's a movie that I love a lot called Pie Wacket that I haven't mentioned on this uh, podcast yet. Uh, Pie Wacket. Um, but I've like, I feel like I've done more ad pushing for them than they ever did. So, ever. like, so I feel like you you're know, the we, ground team for Pie Wacket. <laughs> right, exactly. And so, like, we need to, us appreciators need to be like paid. Uh, yeah, so. boots on the ground. Um, so thank you well, thanks um, so much for having me totally um and thanks for everybody for tuning in um another uh great uh great week of uh listenership i mean um kind of hit it on the last episode but we got i mean um a lot of lot of global listening which is amazing um you know i don't call out uh, the states enough but we have uh most of most of our listeners are in california we got a bunch in new york washington state uh pennsylvania uh, Texas. We got a bunch of listeners in Texas. Thank you, um, Texas. Um, Oregon is actually down the, the list, which is fucking shameful, considering I am a hometown hero um, in Oregon. Um, and I was born there. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, what are you like? It's because because these people, these people, they aren't loyal. You know this, Jonas. Like, this is not a loyal. This is this is not I a left. Loyal town. I mean, come on. <laughs> exactly. This is not a loyal. Like, well, the problem is most people who live in Oregon are from someplace else, so they don't have like this. But, but Ohio. Let's see. What is what do you what do you guys venture to say is the state that gives us the least listens? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm gonna go Wyoming just because I think there's probably huh. only ten people in that state. Now, Wyoming. Wyoming is one uh, percent. So Wyoming's actually okay. Um, it is Delaware and followed by Idaho. Like, what the fuck is the matter with you people? Um, I like I've lived next to both of these states. So please, I have I have, fam- I have family in Delaware. So please, like, like literally, like I eat your- potatoes. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry, guys. I'm gonna be the heel on this one. I'm I'm fucking okay without Idaho. That's fine. Like I don't, I don't need to deal with Idaho too much. <laughs> A little, little known fact in the Orida, which is Oregon, Idaho, 
Oregon is actually the biggest grower of of uh, of potatoes. Idaho barely does any potatoes anymore. Oregon just takes yeah, but Oregon's got like other shit going for it. Yeah, but the potato thing is cool. I've been to as a, as a <laughs> as a produce salesperson. I've been to potato farming, and it's it's actually like fucking rad. And it's uh, <laughs> I, I could do a whole podcast on Southern Oregon, on the Southern Oregon, Eastern Oregon, next to Ohio was where they grow like all the like McDonald's ones um, but southern oregon is where they grow like all the cool shit like the fingerlings and all the like the beautiful like gold and red potatoes but um um anyways i could go on a whole long thing about like this awesome system they have on there but um i'm not going to because i um, please <laughs> I, i'm going to talk about uh, our patreon um yes which, which uh, does not offer any potatoes but it should because potatoes no the amazing. army of the goddamned army of the goddamned um rattle them off for me um the shout out Mal Downey, Alan Graham, Kristen Pearl, Ashley Ketchum, Chris Fortune, Rob Knobloch, and Jake Jolly. Fucking winners. You all are fucking winners. Um, so thank Absolutely. you everybody. So thank you for anybody. Uh, go find our Patreon at the Patreon place. I think it's AGHP 666. Um, we are on there. And um, thank you, world, for listening. And uh, thank you for uh, being you. And thank you to our guest. And go start some fires and break some glass. Peace out, everybody.